As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Today's guest is a model, professional cheerleader, and one of the most innovative sports content producers out there. One of her goals is to increase quality coverage for female athletes in all sports, especially the WNBA. And she is coming right up. But first, Darlene, hit it. Buckets, Boards and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Monica is a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a three in transition and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. King is a former three and D Baylor baller whose idea of a good time is locking down the other team's best scorer. Monica, King, let's do this. Thank you, Darlene. Okay. Um... Bruce always writes all these great intros and stuff, but all I'm going to say is my good sis, okay, is pulling up. I mean, let me just give a a few credentials. First of all, we've already had her on the show, so we're going to check in with the growth of Highlighter because I can't wait to hear those stories. Um, But let's go into um, a little bit of her journey. She's a journalist, a whole model, not an Instagram model, a real model, like a runway model, living just outside of New York City in Jersey. Um, hometown is Raleigh, North Carolina. It's taken her from there to Oxford University in the UK, back to New York. I said she's walked runways for real designers, not your little friends, okay? Been in fashion magazines, Cosmopolitan, Vogue, Italia, The Wedding Joint, Adidas, Foot Locker, represents for the Jordan brand. And um, she's been the in-arena host for the Connecticut Sun of the WNBA. She currently reports in the WNBA, NCAA Women's Basketball, is expanding her knowledge to NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League, um, is the brains behind the Bleacher Report account highlighter. And let me tell you, she's been with me shooting in the gym. It's been such a journey. Ari, boo, good morning. Good morning. I wouldn't want to spend my morning with anybody else but my good sis. My good sis. Hi, love. How are you doing? First of all, no, no. First of all, we rang out my resume. I just want to let you know that every night I see you in that studio, I'm like, yes, Miss Monica. Yes. Give me all the energy, all of it. Yes. And that green dress, everything. Everything. I can cat. Green dress, as I called it. Um, sorry, King. I love you. Welcome. Sorry. We're just totally. Oh, how you doing? <laughs> what up? I'm over here, you know, how y'all doing? Um, my, out of everybody that we've ever had on the show, that had to be top three intros I've ever heard. Matter of fact, that probably was number one intro, best intro I ever heard you do. It's literally um, so dramatic. Worthy <laughs> though. Like, I, okay, we're, we're going to get into this W season. I wanted you here because obviously the W kicked off this past weekend. But really quickly, King, just to give you a synopsis, like, we was with Ari when Highlighter was still called We Are Jayla and mm-hmm. had thousand followers mm-hmm. and then one of the most popular women's social media accounts and literally we're looking at the brains behind the operation the whole vision um she's always taken an incredible stand for women's sports and i know my approach has kind of been i cover it all but at the same time we needed folks like ari to really pull and drive and bring energy as she when mm-hmm. it comes 
WNBA. And I think Ari in year 25 is paying off crazy. Well, in in inform me a little bit, Ari, because I mean for the people out there, I'm kind of ignorant to this. This, this is yeah. my first time hearing it, no disrespect. So please please inform me and everybody else out there who, who yeah. haven't heard about it about what, what highlighter is. So highlighter is just a community to uplift women and girls in the sport, no matter what age, ability, level, um, generation. And it's it's been my baby from the ground up, literally from zero to 100. And it's just celebrating us in a space where we can excel. We can, we can do normal things. We can be about the culture. We can fail. Like everybody always puts stock in the men's game. And my intention is to stay on the women's side. So it's a reflection of that. And then storytelling and amplification of uh, athletes and artists' stories. So... I just like to think of myself personally as the megaphone for that. I'm the type of journalist that I'm like, I don't come in with the agenda. I just want you to tell your story your way and get that across. And that's the whole point of Highlighter. It was named Air J. Look, but we don't speak life into dead things. So <laughs> we let that go. We let that go. And now it's 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 a subset of House of Highlights, which is uh, all encompassing of Bleacher Report and Turner Sports. And then now we have a, uh, a show, a weekly show with Renee Montgomery on NBA TV, W. NBA Weekly and uh, Highlighter has its own segment. So I'm really excited about that. Oh, that's a move. I love that. Congratulations. Thank you, little thing. Get my little TV on. It is dope that Renee. I wasn't sure if Renee was going to still be able to keep her hand on that with her new job. Mm-hmm. Renee literally has 10,000 jobs. <laughs> you talk about me showing up with energy. Like Renee show up ready to rock and roll. I mean, y'all are queens. No matter the cause, she don't play. Um, But that's that's so awesome. We obviously, what did you, last week you hit a little NBA TV talking WNBA. I saw mm-hmm. what about a month ago with you and Stephanie Reddy and the round table was kind of teased mm-hmm. broadcast. I mean, how proud are you of the growth of Highlighter and its ability to stay true to your original mission? I think that the second that I deviate from my mission is the second it fails. Mm-hmm. And I say that because we get caught up in competition of like, like what platform does what in, in bigger companies, right? But I want to make sure that we know, like I, we, I know we preach to there's space for everybody and there is, but I want to make sure we know that the whole point of platforms like mine and all the others is to push the game forward. So that's inviting new platforms to come. That's inviting new fans to come. I know there's been a lot of Twitter talk about, oh, they've been only a fan for like two months. I'm like, okay, so those two months, that means we're doing the right job. And so seeing Highlight Her still, like, you know, grow and permeate with everybody and, and expand to linear and, and really go into the Turner space is a, is a clear indicator that we're doing something right. And I just, I'm a fan of the game first. That's what, I mean, I have a journalism background. I, I was a writer. I still am a writer. I'm going to start writing for bleacherreport.com. Actually, after my SI article now, it's going to uh, <laughs> like be an evolution to bleacherreport.com. So you have to look out for that. But communicating that passion with other people is literally the entire point of it all and so uh, that's what I want to maintain and I want to try to learn other sports and challenge myself to soccer which I didn't previously you know I wasn't previously in tune with I love volleyball that was my sport that's what I played so having that in cheerleading as well and track and field we have um, Krishan Williams working on the platform too and she's she ran track at an elite level. So just bringing that aspect on it. We have Jasmine Brown, who has the history part of it. So just, just incorporating everybody's strengths and their love for the game and letting that translate through social media. Mm. So I know a lot of times, like for me, per, like for me, like specifically, I didn't find my purpose until I had to go through something in life. 
So mm-hmm. when was it for you that you were able to say, hey, highlight her is my purpose. This is what I'm put on this earth to do. When was that moment for you to realize that? It's funny because highlighter is just a reflection of what my purpose is. It's not my purpose. So Monica has seen me sitting up in that hotel room with her um, crying because I didn't know where I would go. I didn't know if I wanted to stay with the game or not. I would say, I tell the story a lot, the 2018 uh, WNBA All-Star with Liliana, the, the little girl who went viral sitting in front of the Maya Moore poster and with her arms outstretched just like Maya. And I met her and she put my media pass around her neck. And then the next day, her dad would, would said to me, uh, Ari Lily can't stop talking about how she has hair just like mine. And so it's, it's, it's that representation that made me stay in it. And it's the fact that when I hear players' stories, I'm like, gosh, they, these players are tired or they're energized and they want their story told. And there's so many layers to it that I'm like, I can't stop what I'm doing no matter how tired I am because these stories are still not being told. These discrepancies are still here. These celebrations are still to be had. But I would say like my going through things was when I was spending like $5,000 per season to cover the league. People see it now when it's like hot and cool to cover, but they don't realize like, hey, like this whole gifting us and, and sending us places and sending us front row, that, that wasn't a thing I would even say in 2019. So just having to work for something strictly based off passion with really no incentive and no, not knowing if it would ever pay off was my, was my hardship. But now seeing all the benefits that come with it is cool, but it's like you go back to why you why you did it and why you were gritting it out and why now when you bust open the door everybody's running through and you love to see it because it's like a like you don't you don't work so hard to to put break down these barriers and and push the button and the envelope um, for other people to struggle too so seeing people not struggling in the way that maybe me or Monica or Angel had to struggle and had to compete is really really cool too. Woo! A word. They don't know. Look, Monica, they don't know because these gift packages did not used to come. Okay. Everybody's asking for them. I'm like, they weren't there. You see what? You know, pre or post game coverage. Like halftime was on site. Like the growth of the game has been tremendous. And I think the timing that it's year 25 for this particular league is just so poetic. Um, it's really, really beautiful. Um, but we definitely follow Highlighter King. I don't know if you do, but you need to now. You gotta put my kiss on Highlighter because it's hilarious videos. She would love it. I, I, I just follow it. There like, no excuse. I'm like, what you do? Did, did you follow? Let me look. My phone is in my hand. Don't play me. Look, I, I just follow highlighter, and I got, and I'm about to follow uh, Ari too. Definitely. I mean, she's a whole model. Like, don't worry. She just be shutting it down daily, all over the place, getting rest, taking fabulous pictures, and then there's me. Like, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> You're literally fab. I live. Um. All right. So let's get into it. Highlighter will be documenting. Season 25, but all right. Hey, wait, 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 Monica. Before we get into anything else, I got to know the story of how y'all two met. Because you said in the intro, she was shooting in the gym. And I was talking about the late nights when she was crying. So I got to know how y'all met. How the heck did you do that? It's not literally shooting in the gym with me, but- (laughs) I mean, I know, but I know what you meant, but like, I mean, y'all go way back. So I got to know the story. We met um, in DC. You you and Jack, we were standing at a Mystics And I knew Jazz, Jasmine Brown, mm-hmm. just from like the Maryland circles, or maybe did I meet Jazz at the same time? I might have met both of y'all at the same time. Mm-hmm. Had to. Awesome, like, hey, you cover the the Mystics? Like, we, who are you? Like, hi. Like, that's literally how it starts. It had to be like 2017, 2018. 
2017, 2018. One of them years. Yeah. So I was sitting in the press room um, and Rob Knox was there. Mm -hmm. was, Rob Knox is such a salt of the earth type dude. Yeah. Um, it was just like, who is this tall chick in these heels and this blue dress? Like, what? and they just so giddy. Like, who are they? <laughs> Girl, I used to be stepping out. Now I'm over here in my little matching set sweatpants. <laughs> Not caring, but uh, no, we met on press row. And it's funny because, like I said, the game has grown. So there weren't many of us back then at all. So you're you going to get to know each other. Yeah. You were coming back and forth from Jersey, right? I'm from New York. Yeah, I would, I would fly because I wanted it so bad. And so I would, I would, I would find my way to DC. I would find my way to Connecticut. I would find my way. Well, I was Liberty Games. So I was a cheerleader, so I, I was I had to go there. Um, but like I would find my way to LA and cover these games just to get my face out there and get people to know me and, and like respect because I'm a cheerleader. Like that's at the end of the day. Like you have to get your credibility up. So getting to know these people, learning under like Monica and Christy and you know Megan all of them like how to get how to learn walked up to La China at 2017 draft said you're my goals personified I want to be you and she took me under her wing too so it's just a matter of just meeting people yeah and and, and King I will say this Ari has pushed like I'm, a, I'm an ex-athlete like I didn't necessarily like I did push but there was always a credential there right but for Ari who didn't necessarily play basketball I can remember her saying that she wanted to get on the editorial side and now when people are like who are your top followers for WNBA information? Like she's up there with Howard and like all the people that you follow in terms of the relationships that she's built, the information that she gets, the perspective that she brings. It's just been so dope to watch her like blossom and become all that she is. Thank you. And last thing, because we really have to get into WNBA. I think this is not a podcast on me. Um, just treat people like people. Like it's not, there's no other agenda behind it. There's no, like, I want to talk to this person to get to the top. I had no intention of using anybody to get to, you know, where I wanted to be. It's just like, this, this is a dope chick right here. And look at Monica, she's doing it. She's doing it. And I want to do it too, but like, I want to do it my way. And I'm going to celebrate her when she's doing it her way. And that's how it's always been. And that's how it always will be. Well, genuine, that's how it should be. Like, of course, the W is a space that I believe breeds that. For the most part, we got a couple people that don't follow that. Um, but just you know, I think that's a rule of the industry, King, too. Like, be you. You take yourself with you wherever you go. And I think that good things follow if that's what you bring to the table. So, all right. To the opening weekend of season 25, count it. My favorite slogan of all time. I, I'm always dropping that slogan. Um, Where do we start, guys? Okay, Sabrina made some history. <laughs> Sabrina made some history six games into her career, three games into the season. <laughs> made some incredible history, joins an elite group of folks on Tuesday night where she notched a 20-point triple-double. There's only eight triple-doubles in the league. She became the youngest to do it, passing Dewana, uh, oh, why am I going to call her child Bonner? That is not her name. Nolan, Dewana Nolan, um, who did it at 25. Sabrina does it at 23. She also is one of two people now to have a 20-point triple-double. It's just her and Lisa Leslie. I will say, watching Sabrina... I was like, she's good, don't get me wrong, but don't underestimate the W. There's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. Everybody said that. And took off. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, Monica, because last year, I don't know if it would have happened because the, the, the team as it was last year, the, I, she has a better support system around her this year, more talent around her, well-roundedness around her that can make things happen. So you can't get assist if people are making pass. That just doesn't happen. Um, but Sabrina has such a role on this team where 
she's a facilitator. She's a scorer. She can get under there and get the rebound. Like, and that's that's what's going to contribute to. The, I don't think this is going to be her only triple double either. And and that's like prematurely saying it, but this was against Minnesota. This wasn't against like a scrub team. Like the first two games, and this is no knock to Indiana. Um, we were still figuring out what New York was going to do because that that was that was the competition that you know that was a must win for them. And then you get against Minnesota and you're still showing out and you're able to distribute and contribute like that. So I just I just love the leadership she's taken on. I love the production she has on the court. I love that she doesn't get rattled by all the chatter. I love that she's not necessarily inherently like, I want to do this for, you know, for me, but I'm going to do the things that I need to do to get my team to be where they are. Because Liberty hasn't gone 3-0 and since 2007. So she's doing all the right things with the help around her as well. And so it's just a better, more well-rounded team. And, and I can see her doing this more in the future which is crazy. So with y'all being the experts on this and me just being a fan, but y'all are actual experts. So with what we're seeing right now in Sabrina, are we potentially maybe, I know it's kind of early, but are we potentially maybe looking at a potential top five player ever? I think you're calling this really, really early. I yeah, think I'll call this early. early. At look, least finish look. the season, but she's making I'll history though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I thought you meant this season. I will say, King, and obviously, if she if she averages close to a triple double, you, you're going to have her in your MVP conversation. Like mm -hmm. a brainer. I will say, I am curious, and Dre and I talked about this briefly on the set last night. What now is the recalibrated ceiling for this New York team? Mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily putting them in my favorites to win it all, mm -hmm. but Benaja Laney. Oh my God! Yes, like. Yes. Most improved last year, if she can win the award again, she might take an, another leap. Um, they look really good. And I think similar to Dallas, this is a league that is certainly driven by veterans. Mm -hmm. But I do think that something with about New York, something about Dallas is almost that house money mentality mm -hmm. and the youth of it all. Mm -hmm. like, they're going to get up and down the floor and defend teams. Give me your best vest. Like gonna be a close game you know what i'm saying you may take the edge but these are not going to be teams that you're going to be able to roll over so i'm really excited to see what the liberty look like as we get into the season and the other part rebecca lobo made this point on saturday we've got the olympic break this year mm -hmm. so one first of all you hope everybody stays healthy but the olympic break will allow folks maybe dealing with injuries to get right maybe you get in the gym we could in theory be looking at two different seasons depending on how teams use that time, depending on how things go with stars that are actually competing in the Olympics. So this year is gonna be really interesting. Yeah, a hundred percent. And what you were talking about with the Liberty, I think the the whole morale thing too, going to Barclays, having that fresh start, getting the new coach when it's not in the bubble, it's all these things. And then Benaya keeps finding better fits for herself, keeps finding bigger roles with each team she goes with, starting out in the end, I think going to Atlanta, now in New York, where she, I mean, assume like has to have a bigger role because she does have those years under her belt. And we still haven't added Natasha Howard. So that's some rebounding that will, you know, come into play. And that's that's going to be really cool to watch. I'm not getting ahead of myself because, you know, I'm, you know, New York is technically my beat because I live here, but I, I expect way better things. I mean, they've already beat their record from last year and they're only going to add more to them. And so that that excites me. And yeah, with Dallas, that's that's a team that I'm confused about. I'm going to say flat out. I have no idea what to expect from Dallas. <laughs> Um, I thought they looked good on Saturday. Yeah. Was it Saturday or Friday? Anyway, opening weekend. Mm -hmm. I'm like, hmm, 
they gonna they just gonna run up and down the floor like hmm, this this could be thing. That's a it's a really young team. Mm-hmm. Isabel Harrison, Alicia Gray had a good game. I mean, those Charlie are- had a good game. One more time. Charlie had a double double. Charlie had a double double. Those three are your vets, and they all. I don't think any either of them is over. I know they're not over five years in the league. They might all be at four. Um, but Charlie looked strong in her opening performance for sure. Of course, bear in mind, plenty of teams are missing pieces still. Yep. Like I don't put too much stock in the Mystics getting whopped over the weekend. Obviously. <laughs> 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 they need to, something needs to happen offensively. Elena needs to come back. I, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they need Elena to come back. I think they're still trying to figure out, which is weird to say, what Tina Charles as a mystic looks like in terms of playing through her. And that's what I'm going to say, Erica. I'll pose that question. Yeah. I said, what does that look like, Coach T? And then there was a level of defensiveness around it, but that was a very valid question. How is she going to learn how to distribute, like, what is her role on the Mystics? And that's what we all need to look out for. And I think it was just a very valid question. Yeah, I mean, she said, Kim Adams did a great job in a couple of the in-game interviews and she's like, we're shooting the ball too much. Like she's yeah. very frank. Um, you respect her as a leader and Olympian all oh, that. 100%. They will figure it out. I do think the biggest piece to the Mystics though is Elena not being on the floor, period. Yeah. And that's that's what it is. When you take out your MVP, when you take out your all-star, <laughs> you're, you're rocking your team, your core of your team, it's like, they do also miss Nisman in my mind, but these yeah. are things that stood out to me. Uh, JJ, listen, talk about the players coming back, right? Period. Like, that how many folks sat out last year? Yep. And not, no disrespect to role players, but like big time names, like when mm-hmm. Jenny put up thirty or whatever she put up Friday, I was like, oh yeah, she definitely was tweeting about from the Bahamas and the prime minister all last year. Like, she, <laughs> and she's such a beast. Yeah, she is, and she's she she's so like one through five. Just I love seeing her. Bro- go ahead, John Cole Jones. We're talking about of the oh yeah. Sorry, educate. Okay, go. Yeah, I mean she's the rock of that team too to me, and 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 Courtney Williams said it best back when um, she played for Connecticut that there's nobody touching JJ, and I think that like you know how Connecticut's slogan is always disrespect. Nobody's really disrespecting y'all. Come on, but at the same time, we do overlook the strength of JJ because, you know, for whatever reason, but she can be all on on the floor. She's such a presence that draws in so much attention, but she delivers and she opens up opportunities for her teammates. So I love, I love Connecticut. And I want to know when they're going to start thinking people disrespect them. (laughs) (laughs) Watch myself end up on a disrespect tour tape. Right, let me not get tweeted at. Gotta talk about your girl in Chicago. And teams that looked ready in game one for me, mm-hmm. Chicago and Seattle. Mm-hmm. The fluidity on offense, I was just like, this is beautiful basketball. The, the movement, just, just you know, there are a few times where I'm like, oh, God, they have to learn how to read Candace's passes because sometimes they'd be like a little, you know, her and Chelsea Gray, both of them. It's just interesting to see how they facilitate. But just that offense looks so nice to me. It was very pretty. It was fluid. When she got the rebound, took two dribbles, and threw a one-handed dime to Khalid, mm-hmm. oh, this is championship. This is like, what's going on here? <laughs> that, that's like literally my favorite team to watch as it stands right now. And that, I mean, I might be speaking from a bias lens. Who cares? But it, it was just beautiful basketball, and I love the hustle of all. That. They're just athletic, and so just to see the athleticism with them, with the veteran leadership. You mentioned how the vets carry the league. This is a fairly vet-heavy team that that just had that one missing piece, right? They had that one missing piece and they have 
Candace now. So seeing if that piece is going to be what it takes to get them to where they wanted to be for so long. But then they also have like the athleticism of Diamond to Shields and Kalia Copper. They also have, you know, the shooting of Allie Quigley. They also have Courtney Vandersloot doing the Courtney Vandersloot thing, facilitating. And so it's just, it's really like, I'm really excited for Chicago. I think that's the one that energizes me the most out of everybody else because just seeing if this is the one puzzle piece that they would miss it every year, year after year, we're like, what happened? What what's going on? And so just I think this is gonna be the tipping point, but I hope they don't peak too early. Um they're gonna have that Olympic break. They'll they'll space it out. Yeah. Diamond to Shield Healthy is is a fun sight to see, is good to see. Um, all right, so. God, we, we jumped on a lot. Anybody else that stood out for, you know, great reasons or, ooh, y'all need to get it together over opening weekend? Balanced reasons was Vegas and Seattle. <laughs> it was like the first game I was like, ooh, ooh, all these additions to Vegas, I ain't doing what they need to do. This offense looks crazy. But then the second game, they were like, smack, ooh. And so. <laughs> Their defensive connectivity and energy in that second game. Mm-hmm. The thing with Vegas, and this has been for a year now, a couple years for me now, following that team, even though they got to the finals last year, they are very Jekyll and Hyde. Like, mm-hmm. like, okay. like the one thing you count on is Asia will give you some buckets, but everybody else, like, yeah, we just don't know when they're going to show, who's going to show up where. And so, Miss Jackie Gunn did her thing last night. She must have heard the Twitter webs. She said, oh, y'all don't think? Cool. I said, okay, Miss Jackie. I would like to see a little bit more differentiation in Jackie's game. But yesterday, I just think Vegas threw that, that first punch. Like, we were talking about Seth. And I was like, Jackie sometimes give me a little Russell Westbrook vibe because you know what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Seattle just couldn't stop her. And it's fine. Do your thing, sis. But I would like to see a little bit more. Diff- that's the next step for me. Yeah, there were, there were glimpses of hope for me with Jackie Young, and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. This, this is good to watch. This is good to see. Um, let's see. Uh, the Sparks. Sparks there. I, I don't know. I don't know. They have, what, one game under their belt. They don't have another one for, like, ever. I, I don't know what adjustments need to be made. Uh, King, I don't know if you watch the Sparks. That That's – that. I don't know. I think that they, they underestimated – the core of them leaving. I don't know if that's an underestimation or they just haven't been able to make an adjustment um, to their new roster because this is a very different Sparks team than we've seen before. So I think it's just getting all those shakies out the way, but um, no clue, none. That one, that was a puzzling opening performance from them. Dallas got the, maybe that's why Dallas to me was like, oh, are they gonna be really good? <laughs> <laughs> The Sparks couldn't keep up. They just flat out couldn't keep up. Um, who else did we get this weekend? Minnesota. Cheryl Reeve always has her gang ready to rock and roll. Until it hit the Liberty. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> a beater, DT took them out. But that, I mean, I just, in terms of it, I thought they looked good. They did. They did. I was just being, that was just me being, I just, I've been having exciting moments at Minnesota's at the cost of Minnesota. And that's been my opening weekend <laughs> watching them. But no, like, I'm, I'm excited about Phoenix. Brittany is in a better headspace. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it shows. It's, it's resonating on the court. Like, I think Kia Nurse is a, is a great fit. I, I love that she gets to, again, this league is all about fits. It's not necessarily talent. We all know that they're talented. But just Kia Nurse coming in and, and, and fitting very well with what Phoenix is trying to do. But I think that their main thing I mean, outside of DT doing DT things, and and even though she might not show up the whole game, she's going to show up when it matters. But uh, definitely, when Brittany Griner's in a better headspace, Phoenix is is more solid. Uh, I fourteen and ten last night. If my 
uh, or Tuesday. <laughs> she definitely had a double double. I'm not 100 percent sure I got those number numbers right, but she made a great point post game about the level of intensity not dropping when Sandy mm-hmm. Marshall goes to her bench. And so Phoenix for me was my dark horse favorite. Mm-hmm. Favorite favorites, obviously you got to talk Seattle and Las Vegas, but then it was Chicago for me. Chicago. I just, I mean, you got to throw DC, uh, DC in there too. Elena Del Donna, Tina Charles, like, please. Natasha Cloud running a one, like, come on, let's talk about that. Um, but there's just so much energy this year surrounding this league. And I'm so, so, so very excited about the buy-in. Like mm-hmm. there's more games on TV, mm-hmm. more games, more networks. We saw over the weekend that viewership was up from the ABC doubleheader. Mm-hmm. 25%. It's, it's so beautiful. All right, but let's talk a couple things. Uh, Ari, rookies, but not just rookies. Rookies also in your space because next week, hopefully, we're going to tap in with some guests that are looking specifically at the monetizability. Monetization is that the word I want? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rookies and their social followings and these brands and like we loved the drafts. And I know you kind of operate in that space. What do you think that that has done in in terms of growing the game? So I think that this is another case where we've been so protective of our league and making sure that everything is about basketball but sometimes it really is about branding and i challenge people to let these players be themselves and express themselves as they are so that these brands can align with them so i know that again yesterday there was a lot of talk about kaiser and how it's like yeah she's only scored five points yeah that might be true but she's attracting eyes to the league that wouldn't necessarily be like be attracted to the league and i understand it's predominantly like we've been a predominantly like queer audience or like, uh, you know, that type of audience and that's fine, but to, to attract, this is a new generation. Um, and we should be open to that. And I don't want to offend anybody with that, but like Kaiser knows what she's doing as she's on social media. She knows that these brands could, you know, she did what she needed to do to get that lucrative Adidas deal. No, she hasn't been able to shine on the court, but it's much more than that. When a brand decides to align, you see Didi Richards. I see so many natural hair care brands being like, Hey girl, these puffs, everything capitalize off that. That is their empowerment too. like, yes, you can be talented on the court. Yes. You can reduce on the court, but you're getting this following, right? We see that happen with Taya Cooper last year. She saw the momentum around her on social media. She started posting accordingly. And now she's getting deal after deal because of it. You see the advertisements happening online because of it. You see um, the Jordan brand signing deal. Like you, you see all these things. Whereas if she wouldn't have capitalized off of that movement and investment in her or interest in her, then it wouldn't have translated to dollars. We want these players to get paid more. We want to let them be able to, to utilize what they can to make this money. And that's what it boils down to. Like it, it doesn't need to be so, oh my God, this hasn't been historically how it's been. Right, right, right. That's such a, I was saying to somebody the other day, um, they were talking about year 25 growing. And I was like, listen, the league will grow when it is treated as a sport, period. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like not, not even just a women's sport. I can't tell you the ins and outs of hockey. Yeah. Got a little bit of a grasp on baseball, but don't ask me about philosophies, right? But do I have I pulled up to a Nats game? Yes. Did I go to the Washington Capitals parade and the Nats parade when they won the titles? Yes. So I'm not asking necessarily to know all 144 players and coaches and the colleges they went to, but I'm asking you when we have water cooler conversations in sports, let did you see 
Sabrina Yescu set a record, be part of the daily lexicon in terms of us consuming and growing the game. Like, I think to me, that is the idea of we have arrived and are showing, not, not even arrived because the league has survived 25, not survived, thrived for 25 years. So it clearly has staying power. But to me, that will be how we signal the true growth of the game when it becomes part of the daily conversation. Well, Monica, that comes with network deals, right? So that is like, if, did you catch it? How are you going to catch it if you're not, if you're a casual fan, you're not buying League Pass. That's just what it is. Unless you're gifted it, you're not buying it. If you're just casual, because I'm not going to buy a hockey league pass. That's just not what I'm going to do. But if, if I'm like surfing on my channels and I see it on an ESPN, on an NBA TV, on a CBS Sports, on an ABC, I'm going to keep it on there because it's a sport. You're right. Sport is sport. So now people are like, oh, shoot, this is on. Or they're at a bar and they can't help but watch it. And it's like, oh, this is lit. If you're at a bar and you're not necessarily paying attention, but it's the last play of the game and Diana Tarasa pulls up and makes Minnesota lose or Sabrina pulls up and, 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 and you know, this is technically her rookie year kind of halfway. And you're looking and you're like, oh, I, I knew her from college. Look at her now. And you're seeing these things happen. You're going to become increasingly invested in it. These network deals that are growing are going to help. It's just direct juxtaposition for the game to grow in general. Again, more money comes from that. More visibility comes from that. More interest comes from that. You see it in merch too. And, and us like showing the demand is there. Being very vocal about, hey, we really want to see this. And, you know, kudos to, you know, the league and Nike for paying attention because it's been like a very quick turnover, like the Skylar Diggins Smith jerseys that everybody wanted. Somebody was notified at Nike in order for that to happen. So just keep being vocal about it and, and criticism. Like if you love something, you're, you're going to want the best for it. And so being vocal about like, hey, what do you want from the league? You know, somebody might be listening, but just talking about it from a genuine place of passion and not so much discrepancy, but like, hey, we want this. We want to buy and showing that the demand is there so the supply can match that. And then that can turn around to investment and, and like funding. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's so true. Sorry, King, I'm dominating. Clearly, we're gushing. We love it. Yeah, I mean, look, you, you good. I, I love the energy. I mean, j j just seeing the energy when y'all talk about this is, is inspiring me. Like, dang, I, I want to be able to really sit up there and touch your orange hoodie on. We see you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> so. But look, look. Hey, to y'all's point, though, I think one thing that really did help. Um, with like, you know, Monica, you said being part of like the water cooler conversations is, is coronavirus. Cause yeah. I think when, when the WNBA came back, like for me, I really wasn't a huge fan. Like I didn't really watch the game like that. But when Corona hit and I was, I was watching it, like that's when I really started admiring these women and really started paying attention because it was like the main thing on right there. And mm -hmm. not just that, then when you saw what they were doing with the social uh, justice issues and how they brought everything to the forefront and they were the leaders, I think that right there was huge for not just me, but but for everybody, or I say everybody, but a lot of people really started going towards the women's game and really started becoming more of a true fan of the women's game, especially during that time, probably this time last year, huh? Yeah. King, I do have I do have one thing to bring up though with, with that. Mm -hmm. you, you see the players doing so much extra outside of basketball. My goal is, or my hope is that they don't have to exhaust themselves. I mean, it's inherent for yeah. women to like step in and, and be on the forefront of things, but like for people to just be drawn to the game as the game. Uh, yeah. my, my whole yeah. premise has been have, making me fall in love with these players through their personalities and through, you know, what they do off the court. But like Monica said, that's like a good idea. I'm like, 
why do they have to do so much for people to be like, oh, I'm gonna buy into this? Why do they have to be on the forefront fighting for social justice? Why do they have to make the headlines in that way? Why can't it be like, let's tune into this basketball and just respect that instead of buying into it because they're so great in so many other ways? That's what I'm challenging the oh, audience yeah. to do. You know? now, I, I agree with you 110% because I think that when I saw everything they were doing and I was watching the game, you're right. I probably shouldn't have done that. I should have just been a fan. But once I started watching oh, it. Get it how you live. Get into it how yeah. you live. You know? but, but, but once I started watching it, I was like, yo, these girls are just as skilled almost as the NBA guys. Like, like they, they can do the same things. They can they can play just as well. And I, I was shocked like because I never really watched. I mean, I saw Baylor because I went to Baylor. So I saw our, our girls team. But watching WNBA is women's team. I mean, the women's team. I'm and sorry. That's, that's a correction too. That's like I don't be like looking at boys basketball, and and that's and, and you don't mean any offense to it because you're you're yeah. speaking from a perspective of buying into the league and actually like you know going forward with it. But it's yeah. deeply inherent, right? You're deeply like you don't know how your subconscious is like yeah. literally making it not equal. Because yeah. I would never say like I watched that boys basketball game yesterday. I call it the MNBA, the National Basketball Association. So I'd be like, yeah, the men's game. In, in King's slight defense, I do. I'd be like, did you see the boys? Because I, I think, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like when when I I still think of myself that's as it. no, I'm not in college, but it's like the girls are playing, the boys are playing. Like so, that's a little bit of like yeah. on the ground lingo. But I do. I thought you've made that great point. Our girl Lindsay. Why can't I think of Lindsay's last name right now? Redhead Lindsay. Oh, uh, you talking about Lindsay Gibbs? There you go, Lindsay oh, Gibbs. Okay. Made that point. Um, uh, God, all my Chris, Christine Brennan has made that point about the inherent power of our language and the way that we even talk about it. So yes, you are on the MNBA. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just want to set people's intention in the right place. Like, I know your intention is there, but like, just, just the subconscious is so, yeah. it's so deeply rooted because like, you're speaking from such a genuine place and you're like, yeah, I'm bought in. Like, cool. I love what they're doing in social justice. But I'm not looking at like Steph Curry being like, oh yeah, he on the forefront of that. I'm like, oh damn, he's a pure shooter. I'm not saying, oh dang, he's a pure, pure shooter. Like, and that's what that's that's the difference. It's yeah. like I, I we come from this like, and I, I'm not really a huge fan of the MNBA. Like that's I've I've seen so many games because I've had to be at 100 of the MSG games. So that's 44 games a season. I'm exhausted from them still, and I haven't cheered since 2018. But but I'm not looking at them like, oh, yeah, they're on the forefront. Yeah, Le LeBron does great work in the community, but the first thing people talk about is his talent mm -hmm. on the court. And mm -hmm. so I want us to come through a lens like, hey, let's see what they're doing in basketball. Yeah, everything that they're doing, like, but if they decide to stop tomorrow because they're tired, which rightfully so, yeah. would people still be a fan of the game? And that's where I'm, yeah. like, challenging so, people to still be watching it. So here's my question for you, Ari. But it wouldn't some will make the argument that what they do off the court is more important than what they do on the oh, 100%. court. 100%. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big believer of that. And I don't know if that directly contradicts it, but I want people to come through the, the buy-in lens. If I may interject. Yeah. I didn't sign up to be social justice warriors and movement yeah. leaders. And so, yes, what women have, throughout history, Black women in particular, have answered the call. But when I picked up a basketball, mm -hmm. like Sue Bird says it. And, and at first she's like, people are like stick to sports. And she's like, we've tried and we don't get attention that way. So we got to use our, our platform, right? Like, I think you got to be clear and are use the word intention. That's powerful. Yes, what they're doing is so very important. But if I go check out women's college basketball or the Mystics, like I'm going to go see basketball. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. 
beside of using their platform to bring attention to the variety of issues that those women are passionate about is awesome. But if I want to go sit, see a TED talk, I go see a TED talk. Mm-hmm. And then to clarify, because I know people are going to jump in on our post for that, we're not saying they should just stick to sports. We're saying they should stick to what they want to stick to. And that's what I, I really want to get people to understand. We have we saw in 144 the difference of opinion. Yes, they unify together for a common goal, but I will preach this to the end. There are people, we saw Courtney Williams' side, we saw Leilani Mitchell's side, like who want to ball. And that's fine. Then we see the people on the forefront, like Ariel Atkins and Natasha Cloud, who, who are like, no, this is more important. And that's fine. That's that's great to all have those opinions, but just give the option of just playing. I'm definitely not saying just stick to sport if you don't want to just stick to sport. Absolutely not. I'm, I'm right there marching with them. I'm right there, you know, the forefront. I'm blackity black, black, black. So I'm like, Black Lives Matter to the end of me and marching out with the Freedom March. But give them that option. Give them that option to either if they want to, you know, stick to sport, if they want to be, you know, bigger than ball, quote, unquote, give them that option. And it's, it's there. Subert said, like, you know, they sometimes they just want to pick up a ball, but then you have people saying, I can't take off my black skin. It's not monolithic. Activism isn't monolithic. Being a professional athlete isn't monolithic. monolithic. The WNBA isn't, despite their unity, but just, just out there, watch the game for the game and whatever else comes with it is what makes the W so dope. They do step up and be half. And, they, and the WNBA is so important in that way off the court too. But pay attention for the W for the W and then everything that comes with it is just a plus. Yeah, for sure. I, the most important, not most important, but one thing that you said, King, that for us resonates to the point of this conversation and Ari's last response, these women, we edited your girls and not um, to women. <laughs> Ball. That's what you said. And you were a baller. You know what I mean? So that is the baseline appreciation. That is the reason that the league was started. And the league obviously has evolved to really represent the women that make up the league. And, and that is beautiful. But the game is beautiful too. Like, come on, let's go get this good basketball. No, I mean, that's why I love having these type of conversations, especially like with women, because I can see another perspective that I really don't see. Like, mm-hmm. like just the one little thing of correcting my like language when I said girls instead of women. Like nobody else would have done that. But like, you're so adamant and so passionate about this. Like I love hearing other perspectives and y'all kind of open my eyes to like, hey, yeah, they do this, but love the game and love mm-hmm. watching these women play mm-hmm. as opposed to what they do off the court. Which gives me a whole other perspective to open my eyes to. So, and like, I mean, hey, and if and if you do only like their activism, that's fine. It, you're a fan of the game now, yeah. so yeah. we welcome it all. Like, don't get it twisted. We welcome it all. Yeah. Um, just, just challenging, just challenging the people out there. You know, I wasn't gonna let you be out here looking too crazy. Mm-mm, that's <laughs> and you didn't even sound crazy. That's just me being ridiculous. You know, that's just me being like, gather it. Yeah. Um, Sis, you know, we've got you up early this morning to record this week's episode of the pod. But before we get you out of here, we got to do a buckets, boards, and blocks with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep it W-focused because you are thoughtful. So you may have a block for me that I'm, I'm curious. Um, but, you know, buckets, boards, and blocks, the rundown. The bucket, give me more of this. I want all the buckets. Triple-double style, Sabrina Ionescu. Mm-hmm. The board, mm, don't know how I felt about that. Okay, it kind of works. Silver lining, like a rebound, which is a necessity to our game. The block, nah, nah, nah. No more of that. Get that out of here. Blocking shots like BG, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I need those from you as we enter year 25, the Count It campaign. 
in the league so near and dear to our heart, the W. So many buckets for the opening week. I would say the healthy players returning, that's a bucket. Uh, Chicago's offense, that's a bucket. Vegas's adjustment, that's a bucket, uh, period. Serena making history, that's a bucket. And just people finding their fit. So Bitnaya and, and those out there that are able to shine. Buckets on buckets on buckets. Kia, Kayla McBride in Minnesota. Those are like yep. the top three that come to mind on fit, but continue. Yep. 100%. Uh, boards are the silver lining. Yeah. Um, though some teams did struggle opening weekend, many people aren't here yet. So the silver lining is that there are more players to be had or to be coming. Um, so I can't wait to see how the teams are going to gel and, and get create an identity and keep that. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing this this might not be a bucket board or a block, but seeing Atlanta form an identity and how they're going to do with the new head coach or, you know, um, how is that going to work? I, they're a funny team. I just want them to have a reality show, really. Um, but, uh, oh, another, another, wait, another bucket is Courtney Williams' uh, YouTube. Oh! Very funny. Very funny. I didn't um, know you were doing that. Okay. They have a YouTube channel and I love it. Anyway, block. What I can do less of, um, I know it, it was showcased on Twitter, but I don't want Cheyenne Parker to have COVID. Oh, I missed that. Cheyenne Parker has COVID. So let's block all the, the devil is a liar, you know, let's get the COVID out of every player and hopefully it won't be more cases of that. And, and hopefully we'll be, you know, all vaxxed and waxed all summer. 21 and full capacity in arenas again. Um, while I got you here, before we let you go completely, Simone Augustus retiring. Yeah. So Simone, I am sad to see her go. Love to see what she can teach these, um, these new generation of players. She hasn't officially announced it, which is why we haven't really been, you know, pushing it as much because the official announcement, I don't know when this podcast is going to come out, is coming tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern. Um, so that's when I'm going to, you know, we, we have her up on WNBA weekly. Um, that was my don't sleep, but just knowing that she has such an esteemed career and seeing, I love this, another bucket. I love this player to coach pipeline, player to staff pipeline that, that's been happening, but just celebrating her and seeing how people rallied around her to get that, uh, attention around the game that she, you know, gave so much to has really been special to see, but Simone, uh, wish her the very best. I think it's so surreal that she ended up staying in LA. Like what, what uh, the irony of that, but also the irony that she's staying with purple and gold, right, right where she started. Um, so that's a full circle moment for her. Uh, she deserved better in her last few years, but it just, she's going to keep giving back to a game selflessly the way that, um, you know, she, she is. So that the announcement coming makes me feel good. Cause now I feel like teams can respond. And even though she's not playing, she can still have a bit of a farewell tour when she pulls up as an, as an assistant, because she deserves it. I mean, four titles, mm -hmm. three gold medals, mm -hmm. MVP, like top 11 on the scoring list. And yep. like eight time all-star four time. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Like she's had an incredible run, incredible run. But yeah, but she's had an incredible run with you, my good sis. I'm so I proud of you. What you're up to. I love you so much. And you. King, King holding it down over there, his orange hoodie. That was 
dope. All right, Ari was dope. The WNBA opening weekend also collided with the play-in, guys. Um, in fact, I was on set on Tuesday night for W with the Celtics-Wizards game on the television. And I must say, uh, I definitely thought the Celtics were going to lose. I was wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> Super wrong, King. Bruce, I got to hear your thoughts on the game. Because I know you a huge C's fan. So I got to hear your thoughts. Well... Everybody's going to talk about Jason Tatum, had the 50-burger, pretty much unstoppable. Uh, I know, King, you and I talked a little bit about how great Kemba Walker was in that game as well. But I'm telling you, Tristan Thompson last night became the guy that they thought they signed at the beginning of this season. Just grinding away on the boards, six offensive rebounds, had a double-double. I thought, you know, next to Tatum, he was probably maybe perhaps even more important than Kemba last night. Okay, that's the C's perspective. They now face up with a matchup with the Brooklyn Nets. I'm taking Brooklyn in five. Sorry, not sorry. Um, But now, shout out to the play-in format, which I'll admit, I kind of forgot. The Wizards are not done yet. They have a chance if they can beat the Pacers on Thursday night. Um, This pod drops on Thursday. I got to say from... Wait, what? So the Wizards lost. So this playing thing is so confusing to me. I love it. I think it's cool. Right, so the Wizards were played in the 7-8 matchup. Mm-hmm. Celtics won that game. The Pacers beat the Hornets in the 9-10 matchup. The Pacers have to win another game to be the 8th seed, or the Wizards can win this game to be the 8th seed. So the Wizards and the Pacers play on Thursday for the last spot in the Eastern Conference front, uh, playoffs. Man, honestly, if I'm an NBA player, I'm pissed. I, I think this is horrible. That, <laughs> that's terrible, man. Like, like, why? Like, as a fan, I love it. Like, I, I'm here for it. I'm going to watch it. I can't wait to watch it tonight. But as a player, like, why? Why I got to do all this is make the playoffs. My record was clearly good enough to make the playoffs. No, it's not. In the new format, it's not anymore. Like, be top but still, like, it's top eight. And then I came in number seven and eight. Like, clearly it was good enough to make it. We worked hard for those games. And now I got to go fight my, fight my ass off every single, like, these last two games just to fight for the last spot. Just so I can go play uh, Philadelphia. Come um, on, man. Be top six, then. It's like, like I hear what you're saying. <laughs> with Brendan human nature is to be resistant to change and I get it but be top six like that's where we are I mean you say that but like if you was a player going through this you'd be like bro this is stupid this is I dumb I hate it but as, as a fan like we here for it but like I, I can only speak as like a, a kind of like a player because I'm just like dang I feel this like that would make me that make me so mad like I would not want to do this Okay, so you you would not want to do it, but now are you gonna be like I'm not playing? No, like we play. You gotta play. I mean, for sure. But like at the end of this season, I'm gonna be like, yo, commissioner, can we have meetings. We got we gotta take this out. Like, no. Bruce, no. you think he's here to stay? You know, it seems like it kind of started last year in the bubble because the season was so you know truncated or whatever. I'm still kind of undecided on. It. I mean, I understand both sides of this one. I totally feel what King is saying. If, you know, the, the rules have always been you finish top eight, you're in nine and 10. Sorry, you're gone. To me, it's a great way to keep, you know, the fans of several more teams engaged right up to the end of the season. So, you know, when it's all said and done, you know, it all kind of comes down to business. It's a business decision. It's not so much a competition 
or even a fairness decision. It's a business call. So, I mean, look, it is what it is. The Players Association and the league are going to have a chance probably to discuss this going into next season. And, you know, I trust that they'll work something out. But, yeah, I mean, this was never designed to put LeBron James in jeopardy of missing the playoffs. That was not the intention of this thing. But now if Steph goes for 50 and the Lakers are on the brink, what what happens if, if LeBron didn't make the playoffs? That's a disaster. LeBron would have LeBron and them would have to lose two games. Remember, I know, I know. But I know. Tonight, well, let's preface this by saying that we're recording this on a Wednesday, right? And it's going to drop Thursday. However, tonight's Lakers, Warriors. Oh my goodness. This skinny popcorn will be ready. I will be front row watching that. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this. I mm, I can't wait. Um, I like it. I hope it's here to stay. And I agree with King. I will definitely be tapped in tonight watching those games. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you to this week's guest, my girl, Ari Ivory Government, Ariel Chambers, in case you're wondering. <laughs> Uh, we wish her continued success, blessings, energy with Four Wives and all of her ventures, especially with Highlighter and Bleach Report, all the things that she's doing to grow the game. Thanks to our super producer and guest, or uh, Celtics insider, we'll call him, <laughs> Bruce Bernstein, who hopped in with us today. Our editor, Kristen Woolley, who makes all of us sound good. Please check out our other Pure Hoops Media shows. This week, the Mike Wise Show features Howard Beck of SI.com. Full Court with Fisher and Kay has the best in college hoops. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin has Jared Greenberg of Turner Sports, and he'll be covering the next Celtics series when it gets underway this upcoming weekend. BJ Armstrong is back with Eric Newman on the Pure Hoops podcast, which drops every Friday. And King and I are back next Thursday with a brand new edition of Buckets, Boards, and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Okay. Please, please, please keep your guard up and get the vaccination. Be smart and protect yourself and others when you are in public. At least try to socially dis- social distance because Corona's not over with. But we're close. I-, I can feel it. I don't know about Monica, but I can feel the closeness to getting rid of this COVID and putting a stop to it. If you like Buckets, Boys, and Blocks, please subscribe, rate us, review, and leave a five-star rating. It would mean a whole lot to us. So, until we meet again, Monica, you got got so many options. Enjoy your hoops. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.